Welcome to Between Us Leaders. This is where we talk about leading with wisdom and devotion to God. I'm your host, Terry Herndon. And today I have with me doctoral candidate Cindy Swenson. She's currently the coordinator of special education for her district. Welcome, Cindy. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I'm so glad to have you. For those of you who may think, oh, I recognize that name. You are Cal Swenson's wife. Right. Who is at our uh, district resource center. So some of you may... um, can put those those two together. So today I'm really excited because we're going to be doing something very different than we've done with our previous podcasts. Um, back in July, I sat down with two of my grandkids, ages eight and six, and I talked to them about their thoughts and feelings about the coronavirus. And I thought it was both insightful and hilarious. Of course, no bias at all. <laughs> but with uh, Nora and Dexter's permissions and their parents, uh, the, re- the listeners will be able to listen in on that entire conversation. And then at the conclusion of that, Cindy and I will talk about her observations and the conversation and, and just different things that she observed about that. And then in addition, that we will talk about some things to be aware of on how to support the social and emotional well-being of our kiddos during this time. So I'm excited about that. So with that... Let's introduce to you Nora and Dexter. Nora is nine, Dexter is six, and we are going to talk about the coronavirus from their perspective. So this is going to be an interesting conversation, and I hope you stick around to join with us. So Nora, I'm going to start with you. Okay. Okay. The coronavirus. And Dexter, I'm going to let you think about the same question, okay? So the coronavirus. Tell me about it. What do you think of about the coronavirus? Um, I don't know. When I say coronavirus, that makes you feel what, Dexter? Sad because a lot of people is dying the past the past few weeks and months. You're up. You're right about that because your dad, Mike, your daddy Mike, works in the medical field, doesn't he? For Honor Health. For Honor Health in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, he does. And so he has a lot of information and sees a lot of stuff, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So, Nora, what do you, when I say coronavirus, how does that make you feel? It makes me feel. I still don't know. You still don't know. Well, you know, sometimes I think that that's a pretty good answer because sometimes we don't always know what we feel about things. And sometimes I'm a processor, and that means I have to just kind of listen and wait and think about things, and then I come to a conclusion later on. So that kind of, um, that happens sometimes. So tell me about, like, what is something, is there something that that concerns you about the coronavirus? Yeah. What's that? I can probably get sick and, and die. And the same thing for all of my friends. I hope all of my friends and everybody is watching this now because you would need to hear all of this. Yes. What do they need to hear? This stuff that we are talking about right now. That's right. Yeah. How has the coronavirus affected you? Like, what are some changes you have had to make in your family because of the coronavirus? I couldn't, um, my birthday was on June 29th, and I could not see, um, like, any of my friends, and we couldn't go to the arcade. 
Ollie's Arcade. Is that what you were planning on doing this year for your ninth birthday? Yep. Yeah, and so that had to change, huh? That's kind of a bummer. What did you do instead? Um, we went to the safari um, center. We saw a bunch of animals. Um, I, I rode a camel. That's awesome. And I rode a train. That's cool. <laughs> but don't let it... I don't mean to sound confusing, but that train... It was really slow. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been a little like, faster for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My brother Clive, which is um, three years old, he could literally fall out. My and my mom could literally get out and grab him, get back on the train, and <laughs> so it's not going that fast. <laughs> <laughs> that is a pretty slow train, but I guess it gives you lots of opportunity to see the safari. Taking all the animals. That's awesome. So, Dexter, what are some things that have had to change for you because of the coronavirus? I had to stay at my home mostly the whole entire day. Besides, I see my friends driving up to their driveway and saying hi. I, and I mostly had to stay home all day, but except if I had to get groceries or go to the car wash or that stuff. But I didn't get to go to the park or any, any places like the or the Cracker Jacks, um, like that kind of stuff. What about um? What about like your baseball? Because you're a baseball player and golfer and stuff. I don't get to go into any of my sports. How does that make you feel? Sad. Yeah. Are you, is it, are you, but you're doing these things for, to keep you safe? Yes. And healthy? Yes. Yeah. What are some concerns you, are there other concerns you might have for the coronavirus? Um, no. maybe. <laughs> what? Well, my dad would. We're right here, right now. I think he would say um, his wedding. He told me that he was kind of disappointed that not as many people could come. Yeah. Because we had to have, we ha- because we obeyed the, our, our county's rules about the number of people we could have, huh? Yeah. Yeah, so that that changed it. Yeah. What is something good that has come out of the coronavirus? Because did you know the Bible, that the Bible says that God works good in all things? Then that means that God works good even in the coronavirus. So I want to think about some good things that have happened out of this during this time. So what what are some good things maybe that's that's been for the that's changed that's made a difference but that's been good what's been some good changes all the people all the people at the doctor offices and hospital knows they are working a lot harder and they usually for the people yes they are they are and that that is good dexter nor what are some good things that that you see that have happened from the coronavirus um 
add something. I, um, uh. Okay, this is what <laughs> I think when I think of, of you, Nora, and the coronavirus. I think because you've had to do, you had to do homeschooling, and so did you, Dexter. And Nora, I know you are a girl who loves her sleep, and you don't like to wake up early. So, did that change with the coronavirus and homeschooling? Well, I guess so. But I guess that kind of changed because every morning, I know Dexter is downstairs watching something like maybe um, just something. Yeah. <laughs> and, and one night, I actually woke up after you. <laughs> yeah. That was shocking. So, I just tried. To, so I just had to force myself out of bed. I'm like, okay, let's go watch something, Nora. Come on, <laughs> you can get out of the sleeping bag. Come on, <laughs> you can do it. But what about when you're at home and Dexter is in Phoenix and you are in uh, Salem, and when you were homeschooling and you got to sleep in a little bit, maybe. Um. Yeah, probably more th than when then. you had to go to school. Yeah, because your school is like twenty minutes away from your house. Yeah. Yeah, so you had to get up pretty early. What are some other things that you can that maybe could the coronavirus that good has happened from the coronavirus? Um, it gives me some more quality time with my friends, and not like human friends, but. Like, my beloved of? stuffed friends, <laughs> yes. all of my birds, my birds of stuffed, the birds of the feather. <laughs> yes, yes, like quality when? time with the stuffies. That's, that is, that's crucial, that's critical. Dexter, what about you? What are some other good, what is Same thing for Nora, but all of my friends. Yeah, and what are your, who are your friends? Pandy Pandy E or Junior Pandy E uh Pooh Bear or Grown Up Pandy How many pandies do you have? Three. Wow. That's Three. pretty impressive. That's really super great. I have more wait, do I? Well not in pandas, but I don't know. I just have a lot of birds, and I love them. And Dexter loves pandas. <laughs> <laughs> and I love you. Welcome back. Okay, so I'm here with Cindy. Now, wasn't that not an adorable conversation? It was absolutely adorable. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I loved it. Yeah, so our secret place that we were recording was in my closet. That's their, <laughs> their getaway. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so they, they thought that was very tricky. <laughs> <laughs> so first off, I want to know, what were some of your observations as a professional listening in on a conversation of my two sweet babies? Um. Yeah, well, of course, they're adorable, and uh, you can definitely tell the two different personality styles of the right. kids. One's very deep and introspective, and then one is uh, just loves life and, and all the things around her. So anyway, um, uh, I noticed pretty much three important things that we should all notice as a adults that are providing supports for kids and one is that kids are scared or they feel fear and so yeah. during this time they're 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 hearing a lot of things as you noticed um 
the the one boy said that he was um he was scared and then also that the people are dying and so kids yes. are seeing that and they're yes. and it causes fear um but it is a reality and we have to know that that's something that we need to support the kids through they're hearing it they know it they see it maybe yeah. a family member or a friend they've heard of um has died and so this is a reality for kids so that's one thing very typical of all kids um, and even let me, let me just start right there. So mm-hmm. when, when, I mean, that broke my heart when you said that. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to die. I don't want my friends to die. I, you know, and it's just like, oh my gosh, the fact that it's six years old, that that's even a concern for him. Right. What is a, what is a healthy way to, uh, support him even in that fear? Like, cause you can't say, oh, it's going to be okay. You know, right. or right. it's like, okay, well, people are dying. That, that right. is reality. So what are some helpful uh, you, you uh, need to listen, you know, make sure that you're listening and acknowledge their their fear, acknowledge their feeling, um, you know, talk to them about their fear and feeling, help them to realize, you know, um, he's young, he's only six, but actually he seems pretty smart and intellectual right? for his age. <laughs> um, but other students or kiddos that are six too, you know, help them to realize that, yes, this is happening. However, if we look at it, you know, there's maybe bring in the amount of death. I know that's hard to quantify for a little kiddo, but you know, help them to see that, look at everybody around us is okay. Or if there has been a death in your family or friends Mm -hmm. that you say, okay, there was the one. Um, However, look at the rest of us who are still healthy so that they can see there's hope. The perspective. Yeah, there's hope. It's not going to happen necessarily to them or to their loved ones. Yeah. That's good. Um, another thing I noticed was um, just unsure feelings. So, and that's that could be a couple of things. So I noticed um, the your granddaughter said that she was kind of unsure of her feelings, and and that could be that she truly is unsure of her feelings. She doesn't know how to identify or to express um, her feelings. And so that's one, or it could be that they don't want to express, they, they're afraid to express their feelings. Mm. So looking at, you know, is it she just is unsure, she doesn't know, that's fine. Um, if that's the case, I'd, I would suggest helping them to identify some feelings. Start, there's like different books out there that are available, you could Google, you know, on different emotions, mm. and then help, you know, her to see, like, these are some different emotions. I'm happy, I'm sad, I'm scared, I am ex- have anxiety, I have stress. You know, all those different emotions that people express. Yeah. And then help her to start really identifying, really, what is it that you're unsure about? You're unsure about your feelings, but we have feelings, so what are they? Yeah, well, that's very true. I mean, even for adults, because right. my counselor would say to me, I'd say, she was, how are you doing? I'd say, oh, I'm doing okay. I'm doing it okay. Well, no, tell me more about that. Right. And she even gave me a feeling, uh, a word feeling chart. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so it works uh, not only for kids, but yeah. uh, for adults to right. expand my feeling vocabulary. It was actually quite helpful. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people don't. They're, that's why I say Google or look at books. There's a lot of books out there on emotions for kids, and it shows like faces. So it, it really shows like a face and then it shows the word mm-hmm. and then it can describe yeah. and it just helps kids to start understanding how to express and, and and tell you know how am I feeling and this is the true what I really feel yeah um, and then also it could be that they don't want to so they understand um, but they don't want to share it and then there's you know internalizing of the yeah. whatever it is so it's fear or uh, whatever the feeling is um, mad 
um, they could be mad, yeah. that, you know, that this is taken away a lot from them. And so yes. they could be mad at it, they could be frustrated. Um, there's all different feelings that they could be feeling during yeah. this time. Absolutely. And then the last one I noticed was, um, and both of the, the kiddos talked about it, but they, it's a loss. They, they, they noticed, kids notice a loss. Mm-hmm. They, they lose getting to go to school. You know, at the beginning in the summer, it was yeah. like, who cares? Great, I'm back. I'm on summer break. I'm fine. But then, you know, summer, as we know, for kids, it gets a little boring towards the end, and they really actually start looking forward to going back to school. Well, they lost that. Yeah. Um. Your, I think it was your granddaughter lost her birthday party. Yes, she did. Yeah. yeah. So she got to do something else that sounded pretty fun, but she lost a party with her friends, which is probably more important to her. Yeah. Um. That's true. Yeah, That's true. Your, I think your grandson, I believe it was, said he uh, doesn't get to play with his friends, so he had to like stand at the end of the... Do a drive-by. Yeah, the drive-by yes. and see his yes. friends out in the garage or whatever. <laughs> so the loss there. Yes. You know, the kids, no matter what their age is, they're experiencing loss. Yeah. Um, and so that's also a typical response for kids during this time. So yeah. those would be th- three things that I observed. And um, are very typical responses for kids. And actually, if you look at it, really for adults too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that that's what intrigued me to want to do this particular podcast because, I mean, you know, we've got whether you're a, a parent or a teacher or a Sunday school teacher mm-hmm. or a grandma um, or an auntie, you know, whoever, we've all have relationship with kids at right. some extent and mm-hmm. so um just being aware of some of these things are so important then mm-hmm. but just even think about how this is going back into church you right. got children's church leaders yeah. and kids church and and to be able to recognize maybe some of these signs so what mm-hmm. would some of those signs or things what were uh, some things that we need to um that are would you would say are most important for us to be aware of and to mm-hmm. remember as we continue this progress you know of of covid you know right right yeah. <laughs> it's like we don't really know where we're headed it's right. it's um but so what what do we need to be aware of how can we healthily move through this um i've actually attended uh i'm on a work group for the california department of education and then also through our county and some of the things that we have are like a checklist and it applies to one of the checklists it applies to distance learning but um one is just looking at the mental health and the social well, emotional well-being of children mm, and um so, so yeah so needing you need to be looking at their um anxiety or stress or depression levels um so one of the feelings that kids could have right now is a high level of anxiety and that can look like um like emotional dysregulation so um, maybe just they're just dysregulated. They're laughing, and then they're crying, and then mm, they're frustrated. Okay. Maybe more than normal. Um, distance learning for kids it can be exhausting because they're on a screen. You know, computer it's exhausting screen. for an adult. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and you get up, you take a break, and and teachers are learning how to to like pace you know where they need need breaks and that's based on really on age level okay um but you know when we're looking at just the spectrum of ages of kids in school um and children in general you know just if be aware that if your child is feeling like you notice they're starting to get anxious even while they're watching the their teacher online you know it's okay have them stand up have them take a break make sure they're on mute and do some kind of activity 
Um, I know from the education side that any teacher is going to be like, that is fine. Because honestly, the teachers are struggling as well. I would and, imagine. You know, trying yeah. to maintain and engage kids in yeah. And keep them moving forward with you know education during this time. It was nothing we wanted to happen or no. you know want to continue. So I would look at emotional dysregulation, um, look at um, depression. Um, you know if they continue to say the word sad, I'm really sad. I'm really lonely. I'm really fearful. Looking at those words that help us to realize are they are they depressed? Because kids will start, yeah. they, they don't have connection like they used to. Right. You know, they don't have that outlet of running around with their friends. They don't have this time where they can negotiate and, you know, learn the skills of turn-taking. And That's true, yeah. Yeah, so they, they're losing Because it's a lot. different between turn-taking with a sibling and oh, yeah. turn-taking with... <laughs> yes. When you're sibling, you just peers. take it. <laughs> and then you yes. get it or whatever, run. <laughs> Yeah, but when you're on the playground, you know, you learn and you got somebody there, yes. you know, helping you navigate that. So looking at sub, uh, crying more than usual, maybe anger. So you're looking at signs of depression. And this can be, and I just, like I said, I attended a workshop last week um, in high school students as well. So it's very important to look at, you know, like your youth group leaders and that kind of thing mm -hmm. and reaching out to support um, even your high schoolers. So this yeah. is all all levels of age, preschool yes. included. Yeah. Um, and then just that heightened uh, amount of fear. So if you're noticing, of course, it's okay to say, I'm afraid, you know, I might get COVID or, you know, if they're not understanding, but if there's a heightened amount of fear, over germ, you know, a phobe, mm -hmm. overly afraid of things, um, you want to start considering that that's something you need to step in and, and take a deeper look at. Um, so those would be some things. And then as far as distance learning, um, if you notice your child is just wanting to get some, they're always coming up with excuses of why they don't want to attend their school, that's something to look at. You know, you need to start asking probing questions of why don't you want to, you know, be online for your school, um, your classes. Um, and then again, if you're a youth leader, a, a, a children's pastor or leader, um, you know, looking at ways that you can talk about that with your kids that you support that way. Um, because a lot of kids are, are choosing to not attend. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of different reasons. One of the okay. things I was, I just did not, to be honest, did not think of is what does, uh, for older kids who are very aware of appearance, Okay. What what is what is um, their peers seeing and their teachers seeing in the view behind them? Oh. So what does their bedroom look like? Okay. What, do, what does the noise level look like or sound like in the environment that when they're learning? Chaos. Yeah. Loud slamming doors. Yes. Siblings. Or music. Siblings. Mm -hmm. Okay. Maybe multiple multiple families living in a home. Yeah. There's yeah. no place to go. They find the closet like you did with your yeah. kids. Is that, is that the spot? And maybe that is. If there's yeah. you know a lot of families, generations living in the same household, then but then how do they they keep the screen off? 
So then, yeah, you're thinking about, okay, I want to try to make the best environment for my student and, and, you know, understanding their feelings when they're showing their bedroom or their house or whatever to their teacher and friends. Well, we do that when I'm on, yeah, it's like, okay, what do I, oh no, that's not a good angle. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. And it's important. And you know what? It's something that we don't think of. Um, Also consider like, are they not sleeping? Um, Are they not wanting to eat? So really looking at their emotional well-being during this time because again if we look back at even what your grandkids noticed they they were they were fearful they were unsure of their feelings um and then they they were afraid you know or they they lost something yeah so um this is something that affects again this can go all the way to adults absolutely you know absolutely so how do we support that, the emotional um, well-being, and address some of these typical responses that you've just mentioned? Um, I just pulled up like five different things. Um, there's a lot, and we can talk for a long time. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> uh, uh, and like I said, I'm, I'm in Maybe this. we'll have to come, have you come back. <laughs> yeah. We're, you know, I'm, I'm in some work groups, and, you know, I'm in these things for hours and talking about all of this. But I would say that for today... There's five things that I, I focused on, and, and the first one I would say is maintain structure or those daily routines for, for your student. Like so, as a classroom, like they would do in school, or just to integrate it into the family, or? Um, both, so, okay. in, in, so in your life, they need the structure. So when they go to school, I was a teacher for years, now I'm an administrator for our district, but um, you know, you you establish those rules when you're a teacher at the beginning right. of school, and then the kids know. We walk in, we sit at our desk, we raise our hand. We it's time for our recess. We know when our lunch is. Um, so there's all those structures that kids get a lot of hours a day, six some hours a day, um, Monday through Friday. Yeah. And so now all of a sudden they don't have that structure, you know, as as going to school. But what are we doing at home? So, yeah, making sure that they're still ready for school in the morning, that their hair's ready. So when the, that screen <laughs> pops open, they're ready to look good and presentable for school. And yeah. that, you know, that they are online and that you're making sure that they're logging in and providing that structure. Um, and then you can look at some different things, too, like make some daily play times. Um, and you can do that virtual. My granddaughter uh, is six, and she had a virtual game time with her little friend and my my daughter bought a game that you can play it was a um, card game where you showed and they did a matching thing and they could do it over virtual and they played the game yeah and it was probably 30 minutes and the girls absolutely loved it Um, you can do a game the show and tell for the younger kids, like go and show your grandkids talked about their little stuffies. Yes, you know, get the stuffy <laughs> and show their friend, and then they could get whatever. Yeah, maybe they don't like stuffies, but maybe they like a game or they like a music or something, yeah, yeah. a doll or whatever. You know, share, and then they can talk about you know their stuffy or their toy or whatever. Yeah. The, the older kids, you know, are making sure there's you allow them time. They've been on the screen for a long time, but it was for schooling. So now let them have their social time with their friends 
Um, and Which is can, also screen. It's also screen, yes. Yeah. But that yeah. it's time that they get to, it's a different kind of screen yes. time. Yes, yes. So it's important because, again, it's keeping them connected to friends and that social part yeah. of their life that's so important. Absolutely. Um, uh, keeping that lo- their life just as normal as possible is really important. Keeping their chores, everything, you know, making sure that that routine and structure is still a part of their life. Another thing that I feel is really important is we need to be cognizant of, of negative news. Mm. You know, we as adults want to watch the news and we want to hear the information and we want to. And that's okay depending on the kid's um, age. You know, yeah. that they hear some of this, but just be cognizant of how much input they're receiving of that negative It can news. be exhausting. Yeah, it's exhausting for us. Yes. So, yeah, uh, it causes fear. But what you could do instead is, you know, talk about, you know, the facts of, of the news. So, okay. you know, like it's really important and you might see on the news it's really important to wash your hands they've talked about that on on the news you know how many seconds you know let's talk about that part of it and focus on that part even though they may say this many thousands of people are dead um but then there was that part make sure you wash your hands you're just like okay the dead part okay we're gonna talk about washing hands the news said to wash our hands you know let's make sure we watch our you know wear a mask or or let's not touch our face you know when we're out you know stuff like that just focus on you know parts of news so they know that 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 is a part of our lives is to get the information that's how we get it or part of the way we get it um, but because we don't want them to just see the negative part of it all and then it builds that fear or hopelessness inside. Yeah. And part of my question when I asked them, mm-hmm. you know, what, what are some good things that have come yes. up out of this? Let's, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of negative, but yeah. what are some good things? God promises that he's, that there's good that comes out of everything. So what's some good stuff that's come out? <laughs> right. But if you notice, it, it kind of took your kids a little bit, your grandkids. To think about it. It really yeah. did. And It's and true. I did have to kind of. You probed them. Probed them a little yeah, bit. In that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and that's what we have to do because kids may go to the negative part because, again, they've lost something. They're fearful. They don't understand their, their feelings. Yeah. And so you have to just start building inside them. These are the good things. And we know as Christians and as Christian leaders, you know, that that's, that's the hope that we have. That yes. even in times where it's dark and cloudy and struggles and strife of life, there's always those good things that God gives us and those blessings. Absolutely. Because so. it seems like it's never ending. I right. mean, you know, when I think yeah. of, of my youngest, who's three, mm-hmm. this has been a huge chunk of his life. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, like, does he even remember his life before COVID? Right. I don't know. I mean, right. you know, he's has he's uh, coming up on four. You know, I mean, but still, that's just such a huge. Well, even your six year old, if you think about yes. it, you know, it's, yeah, as, yeah, as, you're right. You know what? His life is six months or however many months we're into this now. That's a long time for a six year old. Yes, you know, it's a lot of what he can remember and think back on. You yeah, know? and so yeah, and so and it becomes this thing of hopelessness. It's like this is the way it's always going to be. This is this what people are trying to say, or and it's kind of true. Is this new normal? And it is a new normal for us, but it doesn't mean that it's eternal. You know, there's there's some point that there's going to be a stopping point in this. And that's what we need to let our kids know is that, you know, this is true. This is a fact. This is reality. This is what we're living in. However, remember when and bring them back to times when you were Mm. able to do those other things or 
in the future we'll be able to do. So bringing that hope to them. Absolutely. Someday we'll be able to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so is it okay to say it like that? Someday we, we can, we're going oh, yeah. to be able to go and... Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Make plans. You know, um, plans may end and we have to change them. But again, isn't that a life lesson? Yeah, as you make absolutely. a plan and it gets changed. Sometimes it yeah. doesn't always work out. It doesn't work right out. now. This is what we're gonna do. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Another one is providing opportunities for social time. So we talked a little bit about it, but making sure that you're providing um, those online play dates. Um, yeah, that's a get great creative idea. Creative with those. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, schools doing it already digitally. They're you know doing show and tell and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but the kids don't know their classmates. If you think about it. Um, unless they've gone to school with them, they happen to be in the same class from before or played with them on the playground or even in high school, been in some class. A lot of these spaces are new to them. Yeah. And so they're a little apprehensive. But, you know, so that's good because it helps them to start learning to know people, especially in this format. Yeah. But then also connecting with their friends that they actually have a relationship with is really important. There's just two more I was thinking of, and one is making sure that you have open dialogue, so you're you're communicating regularly with your child. You're doing a check-in on their social emotional well-being. How are you feeling? Going back to you know now by now you've kind of worked with the the expressions or the emotions, mm. and um, you know probing a little bit more on that, um, talking about different things like you you were just saying. Let's plan a vacation. Um, make it fun like you know yeah. where do you want to go when this is all over let's pick some Dreams. pictures exactly yeah, yeah that's good that's good yeah. i like that yeah opening that communication and then the last one is like we we talked a little bit already but building hope in kids and that's so important especially as christian leaders that we yes. build that hope in in either our the students and children that we're serving and in our youth um, but also in the parents and those that we lead to help them to know that, that this is really important right now, that we build hope in um, yes. our children. Yes. So, Amen. Well, that that is awesome. And, and we could talk for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where we're at on time right now, <laughs> other than we're probably over, but that's okay. It's been good conversation. But um, so with that of uh, mm-hmm. building hope, uh, Cindy, I'm going to ask you if you wouldn't mind praying for all of the the youth workers and kids ministry workers and the moms and the grandmas and and all of us who have and we all have relationship with kids at some point so i know that's a lot to pray for but just a blessing that we would all that there would be that hope and and that we can rely upon the lord so thank you okay you're welcome father we thank you for this time that we could come together and and have a digital platform to um just discuss these important things that are happening in life right now especially the the coronavirus and how it's impacting um, those around us, our kids, our leaders, our our parents, um, our grandparents. And so, Lord, I pray right now that you would just provide um, each leader um, insight on how to support the social-emotional well-being of our children. Um, Help us to know um, about the the things that we need to know about like give us resources that we can um, share help us to um, understand the importance and the impact that it has Lord um, help us to know how to share hope to our those that we lead and to the kids that we serve um, help us to 
be able to just be that light um, in this this time that some people feel is really dark and and Lord I ask that you would just help us to um, be able to be your hands and feet during this time father and, and we thank you that there is a light at the end of this tunnel um, and and let us dream Lord help us to dream for our kids and help us to dream yes. for our, our, our leaders and and um, we just pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And thank you for being with us, friends. And until next time, I pray that God's peace, hope, and love will be with you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Do you have yeah. anything else you want to say? My junior pandy and pandy pandy has a, a score to settle. Okay. <laughs> Nora, do you have anything you would like to say? Since I'm going to be so famous, can I give everybody that's um, watching this or listening in that fact uh, my address so no. they can come over yeah, and I no. can sign autographs <laughs> and I can be like, look how at about, me. How about if they, email, if they email me at justbetweenus.agn, at agn, wait, just between us at agncn.org, and then I will forward them your autograph. How's that? Yay! So I'm if you would like famous. Nora's autograph, you can contact me, and we will make sure that you get one of those. And you can actually see what I look like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll take a picture right here in our secret, in our secret hiding place where this is recorded. Grandma's closet. Hey. <laughs>